0: Hello, oh, hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Dystopian Hot
1: Dog with me, Sam Ryan. And I'm Marvin Dickinson.
0: Yeah, who's turned into an impromptu soul singer.
1: Soul uh, singer, it's in the name, my name's Marvin. Marvin mm-hmm. Is that where the song ends? Or? No, no. Hey, he was a friend of mine. Was it the Commodores on the night shift? Whoa, um, on the night shift. Yeah, a real surge not to be con- of volume yeah, there, not on to be the- Confused with on the night shirt. Nah, no. like a little bit of stain. <laughs> On your nightshirt, love <laughs> Lovely parody though Staying on your nightshirt, <laughs> yeah. yeah I can
0: hear Almost hear Hale and Pace Doing that In the late 80s Yeah definitely Gareth uh, Is it Gareth Hale And Norman Pace Isn't it Gareth Hale Chipping up in his Stripey pyjamas With a bit of Yogurt On his nightshirt? Norman Pace Suggesting yeah. That it's the spunk Of some young Swedish whore <laughs>
1: The episode that was never the spunk written. Spunk of a Swedish whore. A young male Swedish whore. Yes. I never thought when I started singing my soul stuff at the start of this episode, I didn't think we'd so quickly get to the spunk of a young Swedish male well, whore. Look what's happened? That's the beauty of podcasts. Yeah. There's no parameters. The other one with Marvin in it is uh, Spandau Ballet, of course. Listening to Marvin all night long. This is the sound Sound of of your soul. soul. Of an arsehole. Arsehole, Because that's what it's like listening to Marvin all night long. It's the sound of an arsehole. Actually,
0: looking back, I despised the new romantic era. Did you,
1: mate?
0: I didn't at the time. I've got a retrospective hatred of new romanticism. Right, right. Yeah. Piss off, Spandar Bally. Piss off. Piss right off, because
1: you. Um. So anyway, it's another episode, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sit, yeah. Thanks for listening yeah well no it's not finished oh no it's not
1: finished no I mean thanks for coming to listen <laughs> imagine if this was it <laughs> yeah this was it we've so. done a bit of an intro yeah. where we just, like, yeah. spanned our ballet off yeah. and that's it that's yeah, the that's episode it. done done a bit
0: so you've done soul singing which we took me by surprise fucking long time yeah. game over
1: we need to we need to we need to do this intro and and, and then do the episode yes I <laughs> got Don't know why Peter panicked. I looked at something else then, and I got sidetracked. You don't need to know why I was getting sidetracked. It might have been a picture of a small squirrel naked. You never see squirrels with clothes on these days. Has he unzipped his fur? He's unzipped his fur. And literally got his nuts out. It's a scratch and sniff picture, so I'm getting the full essence of the squirrel. Nearly called it a snail. That's what he calls his little bits, his snail. So, yeah, have a good listen. You don't have a li- good listen. You're not going to listen now, are you? No, they will. Ugh. Bye. Oh, well, no, I don't mean bye. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell. you it again. I, I've done it again. Right, no, it's fine, it's fine. This Just, is a good intro. Yeah. Listen on now, please. Stop. This is the end of the intro. I was reading the other day about, uh, I think it's Jamie Vardy's got his own foundation. And then I thought, all these players, they've got so much money. They, they set up foundations, don't yeah, they? Yeah, like, He's got a foundation. The word foundation, I started thinking about that word foundation. And I, Is there a foundation out there for Asians that need finding? Or have already been found and now they need a bit of help. So it's the foundation, foundation.
0: I've just cottoned on to what you're saying. The Found Asian
1: Foundation. The Found Asian Foundation. Yeah, got it. Because I'm not sure what the foundation would be about, but I definitely think in terms of a play on words, yeah. there's something in it that so could, be a money ma- could be a moneymaker. Could be a Well, look, have you ever found an Asian? An Asian. So it could be the Lost and Found Asian Foundation. Yeah, Lost. You need Lost and Found. <laughs> yeah. Because then you're covering all the bases yeah. in terms of having
0: whether you've got the Asian or not. I think you're more likely to lose an Asian than find an Asian.
1: Right, okay. But, I mean, the two <laughs> will go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you, if you do lose an Asian and you've got nowhere to turn because the police are institutionally racist, yeah. they won't listen to you. No. So maybe the reason for this foundation is because of our endemically racist institutions. So if we can come so up So we with- get an independent body... Yeah, that this
0: is what it is. It's outside yeah. the natural law enforcement. Yeah, it's it's
1: it's, it's, it's um non governmental organisation and NGO. It's a privatised political... organisation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's running it. I've not. Well, I think it's me and you. I think, <laughs> I think me and you are running it. Yeah, we've got we've we've got a Preston base yeah. and, a, and a and a Blackpool base. Yeah.
0: Any lost Asians who by chance are listening to this broadcast, you have a voice. You. <laughs> you Come and find come and find us. Get in touch via all the usual <sighs> channels. But please get in touch with us at Dystopian Hot Dog. Yeah. We're here for you. We can help you. We can repatronise you. We we will get you to whoever's lost you. I
1: think it's a repatriate. It's not repatronise. We will
0: repatriate <laughs> you
1: as well. And, and We not... will patronise you repatronise you. If they need to be repatriated, because they might have been born in England. So let's not let's not make the assumption that the Asians need to go back to the place of origin <laughs> they might be welcome in this country of course, we're
0: friends I've made a classic mistake I've got carried away with my yeah. own language Yeah, and I, I, I can apologise to all the lost and found Asians if you're a lost there.
1: Asian that needs finding and you want to become a found Asian come to us at the Lost and Found Asian Foundation
0: <laughs>
1: we're here for you we are here for you <laughs> um. <laughs> I love the fact that I've written down The Lost and Foundations <laughs> 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 You know I, I travel uh, quite a bit you do, mate. You're very um, well travelled. Well, I'm not that well travelled, Yorkshireman.
0: But I keep travelling to the same place. To the point, actually, I'm going again to. to i travel to Turkey every two or three weeks
1: to, to travel to Turkey to, to pick up a penguin. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, but they very poor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to them? <laughs> Kim Harvey's had
1: a stroke. Yeah, so you travel to Turkey to entertain the well, Turkey which masses. It's yes. not the masses, it's not like the makers, isn't it? You're not popping up in the markets in <laughs> Turkey. There's other ways of making a living in Turkey. It's not just one massive market. <laughs> <laughs> they have, they have hospitals. I'm going to stop talking about Turkey. <laughs> yeah, but,
0: but you can. I cannot because I travel that frequently to Dalaman now and you need a visa and they check your passport and because it's on the border with Syria, there's increased measures of security. No time for jokers. No time for jokers. But for the frequent traveller to Turkey, who travels alone every two weeks at the same time, suspicions are raised. I've been five times to Turkey this year. Because you're in and out, mate, aren't you? And I'm only there for two, three days. What What's happened is I've seen the same customs official now, and I'm on first-name terms with him. He's called Gokan. And the first time, he was quite friendly. The second time, do you know how some people can raise one eyebrow? Yeah. He did that expertly. Classic
1: Gokhan. And you can read into that gesture. Not to be confused with classic one. I'm sensing you. that your friendship with Gokhan is not at the stage yet where you can talk to him about how close his name is to being gokwon
0: Certainly not. He wouldn't
1: get the... Certainly that. not. Certainly not. Do continue.
0: Third time I went now, he's looking He's looking at my uh, passport photo and he's looking up and it's another discerning look and he's looked back and he's gone for the third look and he's looked back. He's done the eyebrow thing again. He's removed his sunglasses and then he said this. Back again? Oh. And I went, um, yes, I am. Go through. Come back three days
1: later, I see Gokhan again. Glasses on. No glasses this time. We don't know why he sometimes wears them and sometimes he doesn't. Enigma. Gokan, this time, has gone.
0: Why you travel here? Escalation. Yeah. At which point I have to say, because he's quite monosyllabic, Gokan. Yeah. Entertainment. What? Um, I'm an entertainer. When you come back? Two weeks. Wait here. Oh, fuck. Yeah, fuck. Someone else has come over. Fucking Gokhan's n- not nervous. Have you mate. seen Midnight Express?
1: I, I know of it.
0: Yeah. At this point, Gokhan is convinced I'm a drugs mule. Jesus right? Christ. It's it's not been said, but we both know what he's thinking. I've done nothing wrong. No. There is no crack in my system, there is
1: nothing stuffed inside my oris's. Oris, or- <laughs> See, I'm nervous talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Orifice is twitching that much, he can't say orifice. Gokkan's
0: mates come over, both armed. Shit. I'll go into a room, and I'm expecting a full cavity search. They've gone forensically through my hand luggage. They asked me to open my iPad. My iPad is encased. Open case. Turn on, computer. Turn on the computer. Eject the fucking thing. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. Someone then goes off into another room and says, and my case appears, which I've already checked in for luggage. This is about half an hour later. My case is now in the room. In my case, I've got a Bosch drill.
1: Why the fuck have you got a drill?
0: You're not a joiner. No, I'm not a joiner, but I need it to rotate this fucking stupid hypnotism thing that I do as part of my comedy set.
1: Ah, does it ever work, that? Yeah. Does it? I've only ever seen it fail, but... (laughs) Thanks. You've got a drill. I've got a
0: drill now. So there's Gokhan in the room. There's his two mates there.
1: You're near the Syrian border. I'm
0: near the, well, ish, yeah, I'm at the south end of Turkey. But, you know, we're not a million miles away, are we? Why? Why, drill? Why? Why? And the, the levels are going up. I'm thinking I'm going to miss this flight. What I've done is then I've had a look inside my uh, suitcase and I've got the hypnotism plate, for want of a better expression, attached it to the drill... You've hypnotised him. And I fucking got them all sat down. on these two mates, and I said, no, watch, watch. Nothing, nothing going on here. Nothing, no, I'm not what you think. Nothing, just watch, watch. <laughs> and they watch, right? And I do the hypnotism thing, and the
1: thing spins around. There's pressure on you to make it work here. Because I've never seen it never work. He's
0: never seen it work. Yeah, and also, you need distance between the people receiving... Uh, we're watching, it's like a spiral that goes round and round. You look into the centre, it fools the eyes, and then when you look back to somewhere else, they, the, the image that you're looking at enlarges. The really.
1: spiral is like um, the snake in Jungle Book. Yeah,
0: that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, I just use it for a throwaway gag, really. It's not a huge part of my act, and I do a gag about my penis at the end, that's yeah. it.
1: Yeah, and you getting th- this throwaway gag could result in you... Going to jail and the key being thrown away. Yeah, this is incarceration. This is I, is you
0: talk about people going on at the final of Britain's Got Talent. They haven't had to deal with this fucking pressure. No, no. I've performed it in the end. And you need distance between them. So I've gone as far back as I can. They've got nervous. Gokhan's made a seat as if I'm about to bolt from the room. Watch. Centre. Watch. Centre. At the end of it, I say, look at nose. Look at nose. Gokhan turns to his mate. His mate turns to his other mate. And they go. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go. Anyway, I, I, I'm going back tomorrow to Turkey. So I might have a further update on my relationship with I Gorka. I think to
1: entertain Gorka again, you should turn up with the Bernie Clifton <laughs> ostrich legs on and just start fucking marauding around the airport. Hey, Gorka, what do you think of this one? No, no, no. Too far. Jail. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was going to start by telling you, right, I was chatting to the hosts over there and um, I got got sidetracked with that turkey custom story. But these are some reasons of customer feedback, actual things that have appeared on TripAdvisor that have ruined people's holiday. Love a bit of this. Now, I ain't going to go through all of them. Because people are are idiots, aren't they? People are stupid. Yeah. And if you want that confirming, listen to this. Right, here's some of the choice ones. On my holiday to Goa in India, I was disgusted to find out that almost every restaurant served curry. (laughs) So
1: you've you've gone to Goa, doesn't like spicy food. Good choice of location. Amazing. Well done. Every time I think about something like that, for some reason my mind goes to the EDL... Bear with me. <laughs> the EDL did a big demonstration. Well, not a big. There's probably 70 of them turned up the in the fucking Stone Island jackets. <laughs> cans <of> red stripe, <laughs> And they were on the square in Preston there. And it got to four o'clock. And the, my mate was a copper there. And he said... To be fair, they were just like, just dickheads, really. And then in the end, they all just went, come on, let's go down Church Street for an Indian. <laughs> so then they went down Church Street. they have been they've been complaining about getting rid of the Muslims in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. But when we need our bellies feeding, yeah. let's go down there. Bring and the appa- And apparently, they were good as gold. Yeah. They were good as gold. But what made me think as well was, they say that the way to a, a man's heart is through his stomach. Mm. Maybe the way to eliminate racism is also through the stomach. So what we need to start doing more of is sending racists to Goa mm. or to wherever and just get them to eat the local cuisine. Yeah. You know, Martin Luther King never came up with that. And if i had been Martin Luther King, I would have been suggesting eating foreign food as yeah. a way forward.
0: Yeah. But it is, It is. I mean, in fairness, the next time there is a small EDL demonstration, that would be the ideal thing. All the Muslims in the community, bring them a curry.
1: Bring, bring them a curry. Bring them
0: for it. Don't charge them. No, no, no. Just that. There, there you go. Our gift to you. How they're gonna? How are you gonna handle that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might still be a bit racist because they're racist. Yeah, but give them the food. Give them the food.
0: You could just send the food. You don't have to appear in person. Just send the food. Get your DHL driver to drop the food off at the precise location where the EDL have gathered.
1: Package the food up because that that woman. I'm I'm assuming that's a woman that's. Oh yeah, up that's for some well, reason. that's interesting. Yeah, have you gone man with that?
0: Uh, I haven't made an assumption, to be honest, but...
1: On my holiday to go in India, I was disgusted to find that almost every restaurant served curry. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. She's a woman.
0: This is a good one. We booked an excursion to a water park, but no one told us we had to bring our own swimsuits and towels. We assumed it would be included in the price.
1: Who assumes that? Who has ever this assumed person. that? Who has this ever person. assumed that?
0: Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. We've got nothing. We'll have to go bareback, Mary.
1: Yeah. We, we've been invited to this wedding. We've turned up for the wedding naked because we thought suits would be provided. Yeah. We've got there. Everyone else has got the suits, but they brought them from home. So we're on the bloody wedding photos naked. Some of the situations you get into.
0: <laughs> Idiots. Total. This, These two are very good. No one told us there would be fish in the water. Yes. The children were scared. Ha! <laughs> ha! You, you can always piss on them. This is my favourite of the lot. Although the brochure said that there was a fully equipped kitchen, there was no egg slicer in the drawers. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine the day out. Going down to reception. Yeah. Fuming. Excuse me. Excuse me. Aye. <laughs> um, you, Garcon. Garcon, come here. Right. We've just had a fucking lovely walk over the hills. We've seen the Andalusian sunset. Right, we've got back to the fucking fully equipped self-catering room, right, you call it self-catering, you call it fully equipped, you're a shower of fucking shit, I've opened the drawer, right, Janet, Janet can't go anywhere with her orthodox thinly sliced egg, right, that's ruined the, f- I've opened the drawer, not a fucking egg slicer.
1: You call this a fucking four-star, you silly bastards, all of you. You've got, you've got spatulas everywhere, all different fucking sizes. Fucking yes. You've got an manual whisk and an electric whisk and a whisk that's solar-powered. Yeah, and another thing, there's no adjustable rolling pin. One star, you set of pricks. Where's my sushi bazooka? <laughs> huh? What if I wanted to do a turkey in there? I tell you, there's no, there's no pipette no pipette to baste the turkey and there's not one of those internal thermometers to stick in the turkey breast. <laughs> Come on,
0: fucking hell. You... There's
1: nothing I like better halfway through holiday in Spain to get a bloody roast on. <laughs> and you've ruined everything, you Spanish bastard. That
0: sauce, by the way, we should always say the sauce. Peter Dickinson, so thank you Mr Dickinson, any relation? No, no, oh but going
1: back to the surname
0: thing Yeah, you were going to talk about your name
1: Because people talk about the origins of surnames don't they? Carpenter, surname might be Carpenter, surname could be Plumber, Hmm. Smith, Cook Baker, all these things are hints at what the family did as a job My surname, Dick In Son Now, it doesn't need Taggart to work out what my fucking ancestors were up to yeah the, a long long history of incest a long history of incest and um and it's disappointing <laughs> when did you come to the realization i was about 7 <laughs> no joking jump Blessing me, Dad. I, I was not a No, he didn't. No, he, he didn't do that. Did he? No, no. But my dad's a David Dickinson. All
0: oh, right. Yeah. Not the David Dickinson. Not the David Dickinson. But imagine no. if you held that secret all this time and you said, "Oh, by the way, Tad <laughs> yeah. I should tell you, <laughs> my dad is David Dickinson. Yeah, he loves an antique."
1: Yeah. But so it, but, it would but, make
0: more sense for David Dickinson to have that origin of his uh, ancestry. About yeah. But
1: it, but he's never been pulled up and asked about the origin of his surname and you think him being knowing about stuff from the past like Antique he'd know the full ins and outs Not well that's Ooh, when I say ins and outs yeah yeah. Diff, yeah yeah, unfortunate phrasing
0: Funny, you know you <clears> alluded <throat> to cricket earlier did you watch the England West Indies one day international in no. the World Cup no I love a national anthem I do at a world tournament I really enjoy a national yeah. anthem I'm, I'm going to try and YouTube this on the
1: hop is this the West Indies national anthem yeah
0: because what happened was, they played God Save the Queen, and Joe Root and Stokes, he were giving it big. It's official, isn't it, our anthem? It's royalty, it's tradition, it's official. And then they played the West Indies National Anthem. Yeah, baby. Let's get down with this on the beat.
1: Put your wiggle in, put your wiggling. Amazing, all, we have risen above, risen above, risen above. <laughs> willow and leather, on leather. it's a cricket based national anthem. Is it brilliant, mate. This Caribbean makes fantastic. Yeah, vital <laughs> <Bite of> light. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-
0: yeah and it goes on and it's just fabulous and you saw them all almost wanting to dance and I thought that right there yeah I mean but when we're all singing like fucking choir boys yeah. like choristers yeah and with our chins in the air the West Indies are having a beach party they're having a ball mate aren't talking they talking about cricket just having a good old drink before rum. they go out rum
1: they're on the rum aren't they the rest of Indy the cricketers a, yeah of had, before they go out to play they, they do it people say it's stereotypical you shouldn't say it anymore but they're on the rum yeah they're on the weed yeah they're listening to Bob Marley
0: yeah there's, there's no frantic pace about the West Indies I mean there is about their bowling attack but they do things at their own speed yeah. whilst we are cutting the crusts off our egg and cucumber sandwiches yeah. in the adjoining dressing
1: room. Wankers. And Darren Pork is providing the jerk chicken for him. Because he does pork and jerk chicken. Jerk chicken, yeah. Because they like Darren the West Indian lads. Yeah. Well, they would do. They'd get on with Darren because he's he's
0: not your yeah, grammar school boy. Yeah, he's a straight talker, isn't he? Yeah. Speaking of it, you think we should sample these pork
1: parts? Yeah, I think it's time, isn't it?
0: We're doing a live taste test. Straight in? Yeah. Okay, here we go.
1: I'll smell first. Oh, God, that's good.
0: Mate, wait till you have a go at these. I, I mean, we'll go one at a time because otherwise mm. none of us will be able to talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great pork pie, isn't it? Mm. Oh, it's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's, yeah. A great, it's a great pork pie. Yeah, you were right earlier on. There's a great balance of moisture and crustiness. Mm. It's everything a pie should be.
0: It is, yeah. It's a superb pork pie. This a Darren Pork. We salute you. Just had a pork pie each, a dinky. We had a dinky each.
1: Yeah. That's a nice traditional touch you've got there, Marv. The kitchen roll. Yeah, kitchen roll at the table with hand sanitizer, salt and pepper and some honey. And and some wipes for wiping the devices in our life.
0: It's a lovely Screens. combination. I mean, could you use all of those things together in, in an elaborate session of masturbation?
1: Well, I enjoy a challenge. I haven't done that before, but as soon as you're gone, <laughs> then um challenge will commence. A honey-based peppery wank.
0: Honey-based pepper wank.
1: <laughs> Pe- uh, pepper wank would be a good name for a racehorse, I think. But you, but you would not get it past the naming board. I think they have a board. They've got,
0: there's got to be an official board, yeah. yeah Same you,
1: board that, that names
0: Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because you can't just rock up and, here's my horse, yeah. fuck knuckle. Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that'd be like your mate. You would tell me about that betting uh, story the other day. Oh. You know, he was your mate, was he? But, oh, this guy... This guy, what did he have, a six-horse accumulator?
1: Yeah, but some of the odds on some of the uh, the horses he betted are almost 40 to 1 that came in.
0: And it came in first as well. It came in My first.
1: goodness. Six-horse accumulators. We had 40 to 1, 7 to 1, 9 to 2, 15 to 2 and 4 to 1. Even 7 to 1 and 15 to 2, they're quite big odds, aren't they? They're well, once they
0: accumulate in the accumulator. That's why it's called
1: an accumulator. We're yeah. not not—we're
0: not daft. We're not stupid.
1: So this guy, is. Betted on Bialco in the 215 at Perth.
0: As part of his accumulator.
1: He'd written down 215 and then the letter P for Perth. But then instead of writing Bialco, he wrote Bailarico. Bailarico was running in, in the 340 at Goodwood. So different
0: race course.
1: Yeah, and it ran in third, unfortunately. And all the others won. So instead of getting two hundred and twenty grand, two hundred and twelve grand, he's got twenty three grand. Oh, now it just goes to show that when you're filling them forms out, got to be very careful. Attention to detail is required because he
0: he was unaware as well. I think the worst part, the most tragic element of this story is that what's his name? David Smith. He's just a,
1: he's just your average. I oh, no, Sorry,
0: that was the photographer. He's even got on. the
1: most average yeah. name, yeah. Dave Smith.
0: Dave Smith. 60-year-old from Loughborough. Oh, he's 60 as well. It's getting more tragic. And this. he
1: mentions that if the normal manager had been in, he'd have spotted it. So he's a regular. It's probably the closest he's getting to... He might be in debt. And this could have been him. This could have been him made. This could have been his pension sorted. Yeah, his grandkids. Grandkids getting himself out of any debt that he might have been in. He's got his Bialcos and his Bayloricos mixed up.
0: Because he thought he didn't know he'd made this error when he'd watched the final race. No. He's, danced, he's, he's, he's dancing
1: in. around. He's dancing, celebrating. He might have had his dick out.
0: And who can blame him? Imagine if he'd have gone into his wife, who's he, who he's hated for the last 25 years. Yeah, he's fucking hated her. And he's gone in and gone, June, I'm flying to Barbados, maybe Haiti, and I'm getting me a fucking new model. Yeah. You get out of my house. In fact, he's already packed a case. Yeah. He's, he's ch- chucked it in the middle of a cul de sac. Yeah. She's. Gone. He doesn't want to be with his wife anymore. No,
1: he doesn't. That's why he spends all his time betting on horses. 34 years of marriage, this lad's yeah, had. Yeah, 34 years of marriage. We must say, it doesn't say this in the story about his betting. No, no. But it's obvious, isn't it? We're, we're, we're <laughs> filling in the blanks that aren't but written in the Guardian article. Yeah, it's not difficult to fill in the blanks, though, is it? At the end of the Have day. a look at the subtext. So he's gone
0: down <clears throat> the bookies, he's left his wife, he's off to Tahiti with the walk, one of the walk-on girls who does the darts world match play yeah and who he, he's already been in contact
1: with and said you can have everything you want well he's already been looking at her as a mail order bride yeah hoping that one day this win will come in that's why he's doing accumulators on yeah. such big odds yeah of course they're mate. not short odds no, he's gone no, big no, because no. he wants the bride he wants the payoff the manager's not
0: in his local betting outlet normal gadget behind the behind the counter's not in young lad said sorry uh that's not Bielta. that's uh, what's his name Beacoco yeah Bielka and his Baylor Ricos. Sorry, Dave. Back so- to your wife. Awkward conversation ensues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Because you ain't going to Tahiti or Haiti. Where, no. where was I sending him? You, you were sending him to Barbados or Haiti. Yeah, Haiti. Hey, because that's how you do pronounce it. Haiti. <laughs> it's the same way that you, the, it's only the locals that pronounce it like this, but it's... Hartleypool. <laughs> just listen closely and you'll hear well,
0: ironically that's where Dave's ending up isn't he yeah. in a bedsit yeah. in Hartlepool yeah. seeing his grandkids on the weekend yeah
1: and he's seen what he can get for 23 grand
0: yeah which in fairness in Hartlepool might be a palace but yeah. that is the thin margin between success and failure God bless you i Dave
1: This weather man last night, and he's doing the weather by the way, he's not doing anything else, right? Very, you know, like Darren Pork just does pork. Yeah, you notice that with the weather men mm. and women, usually they focus on the weather, they very, very seldom deviate from the weather when they're on the box. Sure, one time the weather woman, uh, she did the strictly, didn't she? The, the BBC Breakfast Woman, okay, who is a bit of a favorite with some people. What's her name? Oh, Scottish lady—is it Catherine Hopkirk or something like that? I don't know. Um, I might recognise her. will look on the folk. Well, it might call. not be important. No, the name's not important. But anyway, this weather presenter last night, and he had a certain flamboyance about him, right. which I don't mind normally. But the flamboyance did me in a bit last night. What was he, was he making, doing then? Making it look too easy. He was just getting. You know, when the, when they speak, the British Isles is always on the left. Mm. They're like Anton Deck. So Deck is always the British Isles. Yeah, The weather presenter is always out. Yeah. And he's describing areas of the country and he's just sort of wafting his arm in a general direction. Yeah. There's no specificity to his waftings. So he's talking about London and the South East having certain weather and he just sort of like, his arm barely gets to Shrewsbury, really. Okay. He's not gone specific. He's not reached out to the Thames area. Uh huh. He's stayed more West Midlands. Sort of, right. Wafted it. He's mentioned the East Coast of Scotland. He's gone Carlisle. I'm, and he's delivering it all with such flamboyance, but there's no accuracy in his arm delivery whatsoever. And I'm thinking, your fucking forefathers, your Michael Fishes, in not the not too dis- recent past, they had to stick on what the weather stickers. They didn't thought. Not only did they have to remember their lines, because the auto cue wouldn't have been as good in them days. No. They had to remember, right, I've got this fucking, the the black one here with a bit of lightning coming out the bottom and showers. Oh, fuck, where did that go? Oxford. Oxford. Because the storms at 4pm will go to Oxford. Mm. And then he's got one here with cloudy with sunny spells. That's Cambridge. He's got to remember all that. Yeah. So it was making me think about the younger generation now not having respect for what the granddads and the great granddads went through. Yeah. Not so much the granddads, because they're the baby boom generation. You know, I've not got much to say about them. But the great granddads, the 90-year-olds who were in trenches, my great grand—my granddad was in North Africa, fighting all sorts out there, usually the enemy.
0: Yeah. He shouldn't have been, it was 1986. But he
1: did my, my, my granddad didn't go to war yeah. for that weatherman last night no. to be f- fucking waving his arms around willy-nilly. Yeah. With his computerised programme behind him. Yeah. Take the fucking job seriously. If you're going to do the job, remember what my granddad went through, remember what Michael Fish went through with all those stickers, those magnetised things that he had to deal with, day in, day out, and you didn't just swan up so you could be some kind of fucking Nureyev of the fucking <laughs> ballet dancing weather forecasting scene. You've angered me. Yeah, he has angered you, hasn't he? Yeah. It's uh, so the same with your bin, man. Right. Bins on wheels. Yeah. Oh, it never used to be, did it? Never used to be. You know, so if you wanted to get rid of something really heavy, you won't think, oh I'll take it to the recycling centre. No. Everything went in the bin. You're right. They get do you know what? Whilst we're on bin men, they're getting a bit fucking cocky for me,
0: bin men. The world of bin men, rain it in. Have they ever refused to take your bin? You may have done. Have you had an episode, of you? We've had we've had we've had that. We've had a label stuck on our bin, and then there's boxes pertaining to a category, and it said Unsuitable material left in bin. I thought, what's what does that fucking mean? It's it, it's waste, it's bin. Yeah. this is in your remit as a bin man or woman. Yeah, to remove that. Yeah, so I don't want it. That is my, I, I don't want it. I put it in bin. Does surely it doesn't
1: matter what it is? I put it in bin, then <laughs> you turn into go, go, I put go, go. I put rubbish in bin. You. Man, take
0: bin man. man. I'm from Barnsley Yeah. <laughs> Gokan Gokan's moved to these shores. He's has uh, got fed up with customs. Yeah,
1: but you know, Gokan is an old Yorkshire name, isn't it? <laughs> all the miners. You watch any documentary about the miners, they're all Gokhans. <laughs> <laughs> and Dems. Yeah, Gokan Ah, uh, uh, Gokan He's only 80, gone down pit young Gokan. <laughs> but yeah but the modern day cockiness and, take the fucking bin yeah take the bin and, and and it's a well-trodden path but the intimidation that's given at the fucking recycling centers is just off the scale as oh, well do you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah where they just look at you 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 get out of the car and you and you you try and be a decisive man but you've got a little bit of well there's wood on this but also it's mainly just a bit of plastic oh where, where am i putting this yeah that that's and a... they and they watch you struggle Because they know that you don't really want to ask the question. You want to look like a bloke who knows he's recycling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they know it's coming. And sometimes they don't even look at you and they'll just go, General Waste, pal. They know you're already struggling with it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for telling me where to (laughs) put it. I'm I'm a man. I can produce children. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like it's like your manhood these fucking yeah, tinkered. There them.
0: is, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right there. Yeah. That is a difficult situation. Because there's a sense of superiority, isn't there, about the recycling plant? Yeah. officials. Similarly to, um, I think I've told you this story, perhaps not on a pod, but when you have to go to a car. Know, what do they call the car dumps? They're not called car dumps, are they? What are they called?
1: What are they called? I don't know, mate. Old cars. Scrapyards, scrap yards, yeah. Fucking hell. When are you going to a scrap why are you going to a scrapyard in two thousand nineteen? I haven't. I'm
0: talking historical oh, when when scrap. When you a kid, yeah.
1: Fucking yeah, yeah. hell, yeah. But I because
0: similarly, you know there's certain situations where you feel out of your comfort zone. I feel very much out of my comfort zone in a scrapyard, or I used to. I am like Marvin said, I haven't been Marvin's eating the crumbs of the pork pie. <laughs> like some kind of sparrow. <laughs>
1: I was like to an impression of Jenny Renner about half one. <laughs> I've got a, I've got an S... No, was it an escort Or was it a, No, it was a Metro, I think. This is your story when you're at 16, 17, Well, you must have been 17, 18.
0: Cause... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I clipped the car, then I just passed my test. Yes. Second week, clipped the car, wing mirror, gone. Parents, last thing they say to you out the door, right, now you're a new driver, careful in the car. Just be careful in the car. I wasn't careful in the car, I've clipped something. No. Wing mirror's gone. So, uh my mate Tim Brier said, sorry, I've got a scrapyard on the way home. And he said it all cocky and self-assured. I'm like, ooh, yeah. scrapyard. Scrapyard, big Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Will there be ruffians? Yeah, proper men. Will there be rough people Yeah, uh, with with
1: biceps and tattoos? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not sure it's a good idea, Mr Brier. Yeah, the people I imagine working in scrapyards in the Yorkshire area in the early 90s. Yeah. Imagine Bob Carroll Jeeves, but he'd not achieved his showbiz fame. <laughs> Bob Carroll spent more hours in the gym. Yeah, Bob Carroll G's just looking fuck. That tash he had, he had a thick tash. Carroll G's didn't he? Don't
0: fuck with me because I can grow a tash like this. Yeah. So listen, I've mentioned before in a pod, I went to an all boys school up into sixth form when we were introduced to girls for the first time because I went to quite a posh school with a uniform, and I remember going after school. (laughs) Right, in uniform, but what I've done is removed the tie, thinking that will make me a bit more approachable. When you say
1: posh school with a uniform, you mean for A-levels? Yeah. Because most yeah. schools do have uniforms. It doesn't yeah. have to be a posh school for a uniform. It's just the A-level <laughs> stage of life you're at. Yeah, okay, because like It's like shittest brag ever. Oh, this fucking posh school I went to. <laughs> uniforms, mate. <laughs> so a sixth yeah. form, but you still have yeah, to wear well, a uniform. Well clarified.
0: I've just found something where I thought, right, I've got to act like a proper, like, my voice changed Yeah, a little bit like it did when I was going out in Barnsley I tried to fit in a bit more because I'm not classic Yorkshire I go a bit there and there and that's how they talk and does that not right. so uh, I've adopted this kind of persona of what my what Yorkshire is in Barnsley Gokan. ah Gokkan <laughs> Gokkan ah the thing seen that Gokkan he's come home he's a right filthy cunt that Gokan. Ah, he's uh, fucking covered in it. He's been playing all shitty. Ah, we, we just that, with... that, can give us, I can. That's it. that, that give filthy cunt. Give uh, it. Has that been playing with
1: Jean-Claude? I'm a Barnsley man. I drive around in a van. So, so this is what you're about to encounter at the scrapyard. Correct. These people that speak like
0: this. Yeah, so what I thought would be the right thing to do is to try and adopt that persona. So I'd fit in.
1: With a school uniform on. From
0: a posh grammar school. Good. Tim Bryers immediately clocked it. He's a bit more perceptive than me. And I said, you're coming in, Tim? He went, I oh, wait in a car, mate. Alright, no problem. I'll do the talking. One's reading a, a daily sport. Yep. Remember the, su- the Sunday sport, isn't it? Yep. Just looking at tits. Big lads. Big rough lads.
1: Big rough, rough lads. And him walks a tit.
0: Yeah hello <laughs> Shit, did a voice all right All right, lads all right, lads don't look up from paper why would you no He's this prick yeah uh I've got a uh metro <laughs> is it a bit battered um clipped it. I need a need a wing mi- wing, wing mirror wing mirror mirror <laughs> wing of the a, mi- a mirror wing Hi, I'm Mirror Wing. <laughs> he's just looked up from his paper, this lad, who's clearly the proprietor. <laughs> I didn't say that. Hello, are you the proprietor of the scrapyard? Hello, Mr. Carol G's. <laughs> I go to Queen Elizabeth Grammar School and I need a wing mirror from a, for a metro. Any chance, old boy? Come on, chap. Could you send someone to get it off for me? <laughs> I'm without requisite tools. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, yeah. so he's gone. Uh, yeah, well, be in it. Help us then. Something like that. And I've gone, help Help myself. Right! (laughs) Got off in pursuit of it. I don't know how I'm going to get the fucking wing mirror off, right? I'm already thinking, why not just pay 40 or 50 quid from the dealership? it would have been better than encountering this. Anyhow, I go back. I said, I I, I can't can't, can't find it. I can't find it, mate. Can you gesund and that? (laughs) He rolls his eyes. He's dealt with these pricks like me before. Yeah, from the private school doing a dodgy Oxford yeah. accent. And he sent someone off to get it, right, which I thought was probably above and beyond the call of duty. He's given me it. And I, and then I thought, negotiations are coming up now. I said, uh, how much? How much? <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone red dead blase, as you would. It's a fucking windmill on a metro. He said, "Ah, oh, just gives it, give it a fiver. And then for some reason that's still unbeknownst to me, I went, uh, I'll give you. I'll give you four.
1: <laughs> oh, you've haggled with Carol G's in the scrapyard. Paper's gone down.
0: Stands up, and he said, "The uh, best thing I can do, mate, is fuck off." <laughs> I, and and you fucked off, didn't you? I turned around, and Tim Briar has turned his back. And he's pretending to look at something in the middle distance. I've got no support from my fucking comrade. And I'm just left there. I'm not in possession of the wing mirror. He is. And I've just gone. (laughs) Righto.
1: Now there's a life lesson. Oh, Jesus. It was frightening. Surprised I don't nightmare about it. Yeah, yeah. You've reminded me, because you put you get put in situations when you're a kid, don't you, which just you just find yourself out of your depth Yeah, totally. You're not prepared. We're not pre school for it, not prepared. Not prepared. So I am at, got I'm a bit older than you were there, what actually it's uh summer ninety six, we met summer oh. ninety six. You know I mentioned on a previous pod where I got that great job at at, oh, uh, yeah. at the catalogue place. The doing shoe returns. Yeah, 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 doing yeah, shoe yeah. returns. Yeah. Um there's about seven or eight eight Indian lads work there, yeah. And about five or six Pakistani lads. And None of the Indian lads smoked. So what the Indian lads started doing was five minutes before lunch break, they'd go into the toilets to have a toilet break. All of them together? All of them together. That will make sense as to why they're doing that in a minute. Okay. So they would go into the toilets and they started roping me into this because I wasn't a smoker either. And they go, come on, I won't do the accent to to the relief of everyone. You don't have a fag break, come and knock off for lunch early and come with us to the toilets. been invited into the toilets by the Indian lads. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happening now. <laughs> Alarm bells. I follow them in. Now as it transpires, it's bookie time. They're meeting up for five minutes to discuss what bets they're going to go up and put on at lunchtime. Ah. And so you find yourself in this situation. But then the racism started. Oh. What are you from? What do you mean, not from me, from them? They start slagging off the Pakistani lads. And the word, I'll say it, Paki, is being thrown about willy-nilly. And they turn to me at some point when they'd said something and look to me to join in. Shit, you got to pick a side. I'm finding myself in a fucking race war (laughs) with the Indian lads. I'm already in the toilet, I'm vulnerable. Uh. I'm vulnerable. I know nothing oh, about horse racing no. either. So I can't even, you know, up my status no. through talking about what's running in the 340 at Kempton. Because I'd probably say Bialco or and yeah. They might end up losing money because of what I said. So I'm not really saying anything. And they said something about the Pakistani lads, which was very derogatory. And they turned to me and said, you'll agree with that, won't you? So the so press ganged you into The press ganged me agreement. into it. Yeah, 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 Oh, no. What did you say then? I, I, well, I, I, I nodded. I didn't use any derogatory terms, but I mean, I'm, I'm under pressure. Mm. I, I'm surviving. Mm. If I'd have been in front of the Pakistani lads and they've been slagging the Indian lads off, I'd have been slagging the Indian lads off. You do what you can to survive in a situation when you're in the when you're in the toilet yeah. with a load of men who are thinking about horses and racism. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, though. You're totally
0: ill-equipped to deal yeah. with that circumstance. Yeah.
1: And to be fair, there's no big punchline to this story. No, but but it was it doesn't just, need it well. was just the pressure of the social situation that I've been turned around to basically back up their racism and they've said the fact that they've said you'll agree with this it's like what have I done to <laughs> make them think that I'm racist yeah
0: but no you didn't have to do anything no I just had to be white, and in that You just had setting. to be
1: a white man in the toilet, a young white lad who's clearly out of his depth. Yeah, life lessons, character building, life lessons. So if you're gonna go to a scrapyard in in a school uniform, yeah, don't try
0: and in, don't try and impersonate the pit because they think you're taking the piss, and don't haggle
1: on price. Yeah, and if you find yourself in a toilet. With a load of men of yeah. um, a certain ethnic group. You're trying to press gang you into racism. Then then do the racism, but don't do any terms. Yeah. So, so that's the end of the, the, the podcast. Another episode done, mate. Yes, it is. It is, yeah. Uh, what an episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Has it been? Yeah, it's been very good. I mean, I'm not going to show, I'm not sure what you're going to have edited into no. it, because this is something we're recording separately.
0: Uh, yeah, we always feel the need to say that, don't we? And and yeah. I don't suppose anyone's remotely asked how it's been put together or how no. it's been chopped and dissected. It's just, that's the mechanics that we're expressing. I'm going to Turkey tomorrow, assuming I get past and the Turkish customs official. Yeah. I will be doing that edit in a hotel room. Good hopefully um, not in a cell no, well we'll find out I probably won't be allowed any, any digital items they will be confiscated for
1: forensics no, but let's hope you do still have your digits at the end of it Yeah. because getting your fingers cut off in Turkey is not the way forward don't mention it in the brochures but it does sometimes happen because that's what the Turks are like well according to my uncle but it is racist so yeah, well, don't uncle, uncle uncle stubby dickinson <laughs> uncle stubby uncle uncle stubby he, he did get his, he wasn't even in turkey it was i think it was not in turkey it was near a turkish barbers mm. in uh, wakefield yeah. So, it was nothing to do with Turkey, but he blames the Turk for everything now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, even his divorce, which was mainly down to his drinking, if I'm <laughs> honest. But anyway, God bless you, Stubby. Enjoy enjoy, um, enjoy everything, what are you doing? And, um, why what, Bob, Why are you standing up and bending I'm, over? I realise we've got so much to do.
0: Oh. And it's a certain time. And right, we've got sorry, we've got to go. Anyway, yeah. hope you've enjoyed this episode.
1: We'll see you again. Yeah, touch me. Bye.